Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, thanks for this opportunity once again. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Right. Today I want us to move on. I'm going to be sharing about how faith works. How faith works. Turn to Romans chapter 10. Hallelujah. How faith works. Amen. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. It says, you need to give some volume to overcome the generator sound, right? So then faith comes by hearing... And hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen. Now, faith is important for you as a good Christian. We have been talking about growing up spiritually. Now, to be a strong and a good Christian, you need faith. Right? And faith is something that is a spiritual power. Faith is a very spiritual thing, right? Many people think that faith is like a kind of attitude or some kind of logical thinking or some way of thinking that a person has that makes him positive. It's like you are a positive person. That's why you are a person of faith, like you are positive. You are a positive thinker. You have a good attitude. Then it's like you have faith. But faith is not a good attitude. Faith is more than positive thinking. And faith is not an upward logical um, calculation where you are more positive and uh, um, optimistic. No, no, no. Faith is a power which is given to human beings to help them to get towards God. It is something that is so wonderful that it bypasses the differences that exist amongst human beings in terms of money, and in terms of society, 
and in terms of what you have. It, it, it sets all that aside. Faith is like a mortuary. Whoever you are, you'll be in the fridge like that. You get what I'm saying? Faith equalizes all human beings and makes us come to the same level. Whether you have money or you don't have money or whoever you are, you are forced to do something that a prisoner or a free person, an American, an Englishman, an African, a Bantu, an Afghanistan person, an Afghan, anybody can have faith. It's a powerful thing. It, I mean, if you have many things in this world, you need either money or you need to be somebody, you know, special. But with faith, because God has introduced the element of faith, it has sort of set everything uh, in a different way. You know, we can all have faith. So faith is, is great. And we are saved by faith. There's nothing you can do to save yourself. There is no good work you can do that will be good enough to get you saved. Because by now you are already contaminated. Nothing, nothing you can do can undo what you have already done. Even those of you who are school prefects are already contaminated and spoiled. You are already spoiled. No matter where you came from. And all these good looking virginistic type of girls and boys who feel special. Those from Wesley Girls and other Holy Child and other things. There is nothing you can do that will eliminate your wretchedness. You are wretched. You are wretched. And sometimes your quietness is because of your pride. Your, your cool composure is, is, is a haughty attitude. Looking down on the rest of us who feel happy and are rejoicing in the Lord. When we jump and we dance, you have evil thoughts. And Jesus said, where do evil thoughts come from? They come from the heart. So, I'm telling you, faith is very, very, very important. And faith makes you to be saved. You can be saved by faith. This is what Martin Luther discovered years ago when he was a member of the Catholic Church. And in those days, the Catholic Church was selling salvation for relatives who have died already. You could purchase salvation. The the man used to announce when, when the coin hits the bottom, your auntie will move from purgatory one step this way. As soon as the coin hits the bottom of the offering plate, then it starts to move. Yeah. And they created all sorts of relics and all sorts of things that if you participated in, you help your own salvation. For instance, there were some special steps called the Sancta Scala. These special steps were steps which they claimed Pontius Pilate stood on when he was judging Jesus Christ. 
So Jesus stood on those steps. So if you also stand on the steps or walk on them, you shall be saved. So when Martin Luther was called upon to lecture in the Bible school, he was forced to read the Bible because he was lecturing from Romans, Ephesians. They gave him Ephesians and Romans to lecture from, which was a mistake. Because in Romans, he found in chapter 5 that we are justified by faith. And he was shocked. And if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. He found that out in chapter 10 of Romans. And in Ephesians, we are saved by grace. By faith, not by works of righteousness. But by his grace alone. So he couldn't believe what he was seeing. Because all along, he had been participating in this um, superstitious Christianity version. Right? He was afraid of lightning, thunder, and all kinds of, I mean, dwarfs and everything. They were very superstitious. Right? And um, ladies and gentlemen, by faith, he got saved. And we have the uh, Reformed Church or the Protestant churches, which are protesting against the Catholic Church. That's a protesting Protestant church. They're protesting against the Catholic domination of Christianity through a false method of salvation. Are you with me? So, that is just to give you a background about how powerful faith is. That there is nothing you can do to get yourself saved. Okay? So, as you are developing as a Christian, you need faith more than anything else. Why? Because Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. For anyone that comes to God must believe that God is, that God is there, okay? And that He is a rewarder of people who diligently seek Him. So you can't make God happy unless you have faith. You have to believe in God. You must have more faith. And you must believe more in more things. Christianity is not, is not information like how you have your lectures. You get information. And you can do exams on this information. No, no, no. That, if that was the case, I could have emailed you the sermon. And you could have emailed us the offering. Okay? But, Chris, I am not giving you information in the same way as you get information in your lectures. This is not information. What I am doing is preaching the word of God. And if you go back to Romans 10, 17, it tells us that faith comes to you by, specifically, by hearing. Hearing. You have to hear. So a Christian must be a hearer. You must be a hearer. To be to develop your faith, you must be a hearer. You, you see, a Christian is, is an intentional hearer of the word of God. Are you listening to me? So faith works by hearing things. What you hear. Whether you like it or not, you end up believing. 
You know, one time I was in the Volta region, and whilst I was there, I was talking with some of the pastors, and I realized that they really believed at a point, I was wondering whether they believed in juju more than the power of Jesus Christ. In the sense that something, something had happened, and they were explaining how it happened. And they were sort of explaining to me that it is the power of the witch doctor or the juju man or whatever in the area who had done that and made a spell come on whoever. And I realized that they, they really feared it and respected it. Because, you see, they've grown up in the midst of those things, hearing and hearing and hearing that somebody can go to the riverside with a basket and fetch water with a basket and bring it to the village in a basket. And when it comes to the village, there's water in the basket. Hey! He fetches water with a basket. And several magical things that stories that have been told and have been said which true or not true have an effect on you spiritually anything you believe is a spiritual thing you are, you are operating spiritually once you start believing because you see you can go for lectures and listen to stories about evolution but you don't believe it you get it <laughs> or you can listen to lectures on chemistry, but you don't believe it. Any of the things. You don't even understand. You just want to pass. And you don't even care about it. You get what I'm saying? You don't even care. I mean, whether dy dx is equal to the stars, you don't care. You just want to pass. It can be equal to the moon and the stars. Charlie, I need to pass. Wow. Are you there? So now... I want everybody here to become more and more of a man of faith. You have to become more faith-filled. Faith. You have to have faith in God. For having faith makes you a powerful person. All the people who did well in Christ did well because of what they believed. Not because they were good guys. All the great people in the Bible... Who did well. They did well because they had beliefs. Even when I look at my life. And I see a picture of myself. Carrying drums. From R104. In the medical students hostel. And carrying a chop box. We made chop boxes for each instrument. Carrying chop boxes. From B block. In Bishop Hamish's room. And my room. Carrying drums down to the downstairs to the Potter's Lodge and across the road to the school of hygiene class, big classroom downstairs to go and have a church. I said that I'm starting a church. When I see, I realize that I believe this. I'm wondering what was I thinking about? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Not that I was good, because even when I look back, 
I can remember some of my sins in those days. Yes. <laughs> How many can sometimes certain place remind you of certain things that you do? So, I don't even, when I look back, I thought that I remember how I was good. No, 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 no. Even I can remember certain things, I say, wow, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy. Yeah. But they see, the difference is what you believe. I was, what, the, what did I believe? No one believed in me. I am in third year MB3. I'm doing pathology, but, uh, 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 pharmacology, and um, microbiology. And I believe that I'm a pastor. How can that be? And I say, I'm going on evangelism to gather people to a classroom. And I'm standing in a classroom with about 16 people. And I tell them that, look, I'm a pastor. Hey! <laughs> the, the fantastic thing about it all is that if you believe in something, you know, believing is a very spiritual thing. When you believe something, it's very spiritual. Your spirituality is directly proportional to your believing of things. Yeah. If you don't believe, you can't take any good step in God. You get it? Yeah. So you, you have to believe a lot in all the things. That God tells you. I know that we all want to be good. We all want to no more watch pornography. And no more fornicate. And no more have bad thoughts. How many agree with me? Uh But look. Take it from me. You one day meet somebody 82 and he's just giving birth to some a child. You ask yourself that. At the age of 80 are those aspects still working? You get what I well, You would have thought that they have retired by the age of 40 or 50. But you miss somebody, 72, he's going for outdooring his child that he's giving birth. 72. Hey! What does it mean? It means that all the engines are still working, all the hydraulics are working in the aeroplane. Wow. So you will never be rid. Of certain tendencies, wickedness. Some some of you cannot even be cured of it. Yeah, your attitudes. I mean, you can. Some of you, although you will try to change, but you cannot change. Cannot change, Charlie. There's no change. Hmm. So, dear friend, I'm telling you that faith. It's your main. If you turn with me to Hebrews chapter eleven, I don't want to preach for long, but just turn quickly there. Look, if you take preach and I start preaching, we'll be here till tomorrow morning. Hebrews eleven verse one: Faith is a substance. Of things hoped for. So faith is a spiritual substance. Alright. Faith is a spiritual thing. Okay. And it is 
the evidence of what you cannot see. For by it the elders obtained a good report. How many want a good report? In your school, you need to remember a lot of things. But in God, you need to believe a lot of things. Shall I say it again? In your school, you need to remember a lot of things. What the longest river in Africa? What the highest mountain in this? What is the use of saliva? What are the enzymes in the mouth? What are the enzymes in the stomach? What are the uh, use of the pancreas? And so on. You understand? You need to remember. But in God, you need to believe a lot of things to have a good report. Look at me standing here. There is almost no difference between me and you. And yet, you call me a pastor. It's by my belief. No one on earth has approved of me as a pastor. Yeah. Nobody has made me a pastor. Yeah. Nobody saw any vision. Even me, I'm still trying to see a vision of Jesus. Huh? But but by belief, I believe that I'm a pastor. See, so you get a good report more by your beliefs, and your beliefs separate you from other Christians. Yeah. Well, people don't believe a lot of things. People don't have faith. People don't believe. You tell most of my pastors are scaredy cats. Most of my pastors are scaredy cats. They are scared of a lot of things. I see fear in their eyes when I talk to them sometimes. It's true. They are scaredy cats. They are scared of full-time ministry. They are afraid of dying, afraid of sickness, afraid of Africa, afraid of so many things. They are scaredy cats. Their tails are between their legs, but they are pastors. Yeah. They don't have faith. They don't believe, they don't believe God can take care of them. They don't believe they can work for God in a certain way. They believe up to a point, but from a point onwards, Charlie, I trust myself. And I trust, I mean, I cannot trust, I mean, I cannot trust you. Wow. Yeah. I say fear. Fear instead of faith. But to do well with God, you'll be believed. Like when I, look, when I first received the Holy Spirit, eh? First one they prayed for me. I couldn't, I didn't speak in town. They prayed for me. I went and called the, the man from town. There was a guy from town. I went and called him. Because I heard that he was somebody when he prays for people. People receive the Holy Spirit and speak in town. So I went to town. I went and called him. I said, come and pray for us. We want the Holy Spirit. And when this guy came, we were all in a classroom in Achimota school. He prayed. People started speaking in town. Minus me. No, I who went to call the guy, I couldn't speak in tongues. I didn't receive the Holy Spirit. I was very disappointed as I was saying thank you to him. And he went away. Yeah. Six weeks I was praying every day. Till one day, on the sun, on the, uh, I forget the day, but I was having my quiet time in the morning. When I was having my quarantine, I noticed that I was started speaking in tongues. Ah. I started coming and I said, wow. And I continued because I was scared that if I stopped, it couldn't come back. So I continued praying and praying and praying and praying. And it got to a point where I have to stop because I have to do other things. I'm in school in the dormitory. So I stopped hoping that it will come back. 
But he came back. But as I was speaking in tongues, I did not believe at a point. I said, What is Shandala Babambala Babambala? What is that? What is that? What is what is Mama Mama La Baba? I mean, there is no language like that. And at that time, you know, there was a church that was just beginning. They had not started Sunday service. They used to have Saturday service. We are going to be having Saturday services too. They had just started Saturday services. And the one who was doing it was a, 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 a man of God who had just come from Nigeria called Brother Nick. Brother Nick. Pastor Nick. So I went there. And they had only armchairs in the church. And Pastor Nick would preach. He had white shoes. And used to sing the blood of Jesus. After church, I went to see him and I said, When I speak in tongues, I don't believe that is tongue. And he laid hands. And the doubt disappeared, but they came back again later. Yeah. Because I needed the word of God. To stabilize myself in speaking in tongues. Yeah. I, 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 but you still need faith. When you open your mouth, that you believe that you are praying in tongues, that you are praying to God, you cannot pray in tongues if you don't have faith. There is nothing you can do in God without faith. I'm, I'm sorry. Everything, you always be floating on your beliefs. So don't be a scary cat. Scared of everything spiritual. Because you don't have faith in God. Have faith in God. Amen. So that you can have a good report. Amen. And the next verse says something else. It says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed. By the word of God. Verse 4. And it says in verse 4. By faith Abel. So this is the first person. Who started doing things by faith. The, the difference between Cain and Abel. Is. Everybody has his theory. Why? And I even have a story. How they were in the garden. And they had an argument about something. You know. And then what you call it was asking Why? Cain was asking Abel why he was doing it. Abel answered in a certain way and Cain answered back and all sorts of I mean details. I've given you so many details about what happened between them in the, in the field. When they were arguing then this guy took a whatever and hit him. You know and then he died. You see. So we have so many things. What is the difference between Cain and Abel? What's the difference between Cain and Abel? The difference between Cain and Abel is faith. He, by faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice. When you have faith, you are spiritually higher than somebody who doesn't have faith. Your life must be based on your beliefs. Yeah. There is a lady, I remember I went to visit her in Butter Hall some years ago. She just even died recently. I asked her, 
she was always committing fornication. She said, that that's an old idea. She told me, that's an old idea. I, mean, I don't believe such things. I said, wow. She doesn't believe it. So to not fornicate is about your faith. Whether you believe it as faith. You, you have faith that this is the right thing to do or not to do. It's about your beliefs. Because you can justify and explain everything away. But it depends on your faith. What you believe. So, faith is very spiritual in its nature. That's the point I'm trying to establish. Faith is a spiritual thing. which is a spiritual substance. Which makes people saved. And makes, when God sees that substance in you, He gets happy with you. You can give Him everything. But when it's not with faith, it's, it's different. You see, so you must express trust in God and show God more that you trust Him. And you must, you must do things that show that you like God and you believe in God. Instead of being a scaredy cat, afraid of God and afraid of everything about God. You must show God that you trust Him, that He is powerful. You know, Rick Joyner said, you know, God called him and he went and did an airline business. And he said, after he became a millionaire, and everything, and the Lord told him in a vision clearly, he said that I was offended by that business that you did because the whole business turned back to nothing. He said, I was offended by that business because you were doing all those things because you felt I could not look after you. You see. So, you, you must be careful when you're going to offend God, when God, you make God feel that He can't care for you, He can't protect you. He can't help you. He can't give you a husband. He can't give you a wife. He can't care for you. That It's like serving him is not a nice thing. You know? In Deuteronomy, he was very angry. He said that because you would... Deuteronomy 28, I think verse 47. He said, because you wouldn't serve me with joy for the abundance of all things. You know? You wouldn't serve the Lord your God with gladness and joyfulness for the abundance of all things. So you serve your enemies. When I wanted you to serve me, you didn't want to serve me. You want to serve yourself and serve something else. You know, so God is offended by these little things, but they are spiritual. You know, and it takes place in your heart. And you, you wouldn't want to serve. So he said, you serve your enemies in test, in nakedness, in madness, in the want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron over your neck until he has destroyed thee. You know, so whatever you are doing, make sure you do it. By faith. One day I was going somewhere. And uh, uh, I was told that that country was dangerous. So even though I had been invited. I decided that I would not go. And I told the pastor who had come to invite me. I said, your country is dangerous. And I have been informed. Americans have been told not to go there. Even though I'm not an American. I became an American at that time. And I said, Americans have been advised not to go there. Wow. And when I heard that Americans shouldn't go there and were advising don't go, I said I will not go. But whilst I was in the plane, I had a, I had a, a, a dream. Short dream, you know. It's spiritual. Spiritual. And in the vision, in the vision I remember the story that a pastor told. And that story, there was a, a rich man who was in a church. And in the church, the church wanted to expand and build a bigger auditorium. But this man was the board member and he knew that, you know, that everybody has his motives. He knew that when I allowed this project, 
right, I will be forced to donate. And I don't want to donate now. I don't feel like donating. You know? So he, he, he victored the project. And he said, let the people, at the meeting, he said, let people go to other churches. Let them go to other churches. That's what he said at the board meeting. This is his own story. So he said, he built, you know, Americans built great houses on top of mountains and hills. Even Andre Crouch has a song about that. I built a house way up on a hill somewhere, you know. And you, when you go to America, you see they have all these houses up on it. So he built a house up on a hill. And he, the house was complete and he, he, he took his little children to go and visit the house. When they were going up the hill, his children, two little daughters, they said, Daddy, Daddy, we want some ice cream. And Daddy loves his girls. No, daddies love their girls. So Daddy said, okay, okay. Then he stopped the car because they saw they were selling ice cream. Daddy, we want ice cream. Daddy, we want ice cream. So he stopped the car. When he stopped the car, he told them, careful as you are crossing the road. Careful. This is himself. This is not a pastor. This is the man himself giving the testimony. What happened? He said, careful as you are crossing the road. And the two little girls crossed the road. But as they were crossing, just coming around the corner was a 16-wheeler a 16-wheeler, 40-ton um, articulator truck came from nowhere at top speed and cleared the two little daughters. You know? So he got out of his car screaming. This is he himself t- saying it. He himself saying it. He said, I ran after picking my arm, picking a dress, picking a shoe. This is my child on the street. And he said, as he was running on the street, he heard the voice of God. And God said, he said, you wouldn't build me a house. When I wanted to build my house, you wouldn't build me a house. He said, the people should go away. But you will build yourself a house so that you go to that house and, and make yourself happy in that house. So now go to the house. Go to the house. This is the man himself saying the testimony, not the pastor. He himself, this is his testimony. You wouldn't build me a house. You see, God sees these things in our hearts. Huh? He sees, you know, like you don't trust him. You, you fight him. You don't have faith. So when I was in the plane, I had a dream. And then the Lord said to me, you, are, you now you will not trust me, right? You want to now secure yourself like the man who was securing himself, you know, with his house rather than building the church. So when I had that little dream, I was sitting by the window, a short dream like this. And I woke up, I said, wow, you want to secure yourself? I said, no, Lord, I will not want to secure myself again. I cannot secure myself. There's no time to secure yourself. So as soon as the plane landed, the man from that country came. When he came, he said, who wants you to come to that country? I didn't even look. He brought photographs to show a crusade that he was holding. He said, come to my, I said, don't worry, I'm coming. I said, I'm coming there. Yeah. I said, when this man finished with me, I'm coming to where you are. Yeah, just get a ticket, I'm coming. I had no quest, further question or discussion and I went to that country. Hey. So God looks at your heart to see how much you trust him and you like him and how you believe in him. Don't be a scaredy cat and put God as a bad person whom you can't trust. Hey, 
God doesn't like it all. God doesn't like it. God wants faith. You see, that's why Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. That, that he did what he did by faith. Even if it doesn't work, once you do it by faith, because God said you should do it, then you are blessed. Look, Moses was sent to Pharaoh more than 12 times. It didn't work. You know, not, and God knew that the mission he was sending Pharaoh, it wouldn't be successful. He knew that. He said, go and say, convince Pharaoh to let He knew. God told him before he went that it wouldn't work. But go. So God sometimes sends us on missions that he knows very well will not be successful. But he still says to you, go. And you have to obey. So you demonstrate your love for God by your beliefs. In God and in the things of God and in your obedience. Are you listening to me? So I want everybody here to become a man or a woman of faith. Back to Romans 10, verse 17. And then we are ending back where we started. What does it say? So then, faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Seven levels of hearing. Now you must all become podcast addicts. You must all become podcast. The sermon you have heard in church and the preaching. Not not reading. I'm not talking about reading. I'm talking about hearing. Faith. The Bible does not say faith comes by reading. Reading can Bring faith. But the clear method which the Bible has clearly defined by which faith comes is hearing. Level number one. Seven levels of hearing. Number one, the word of God has no impact. You don't understand and it has no effect on you. Some of you are here. The word of God comes to you and it has no impact. That is why We invite people again and again. Because amazingly, people can be sitting here hearing life and death. They don't change. Yeah. Oh, but Bishop, I heard what you said. I heard what you said. Look, lighthouse pastors will, will have a severe judgment because... The things that they have heard on how to, how to, not that it is important, how to do it. Our judgment will be more. Oh yeah. Because the Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. Yeah. And I can point out several people on whom preaching that I have preached has had no effect. Even in this first love church, I can point you out. The preaching of it has no effect on you. So don't sit there and tell me, oh, how can, how can, how can, how can, without no effect. <laughs> Why, you want to vomit because I'm preaching? You want to spit on me? Huh? If it has an effect, how come there is no change in your life? One person can be counseled about the same thing more than 25 times by 25 different people. And there is no change in you. No change at all. 
Especially if we come to certain areas of your life. You see, all of us always grade ourselves by the things which are easy for us to do. Like if God says, my son, marry. And they say, oh, this is what I've been waiting for. Then you just might say, oh, I'm obedient to God. But when God tells you certain things which are contrary to your human nature, that is why Jesus' obedience was classified. He said he was obedient even unto death, even unto the obedience of the cross. Huh. It's not a small thing to consciously go towards dying. There is always a big debate. Should you know you are going to die? Or should you not know which one is better? Huh? Huh? Is it better to know you are going to die or to not know that you are going to die? Which one do you choose? To not know. Uh, Some people don't like it. Some people prefer to know. But perhaps you don't know what it means to know that you are going to die and be moving around. Well, you know that you are going to die. It's not a small thing. But that was Jesus. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Level two. The word has a good impact on you. You are excited. That is level two. You are excited about the message. This is called level 11% because you only retain 11% of what you have heard. 11%. Did you know that when you hear something once, you only know 11% of it? Huh? It's 11% exactly. From research over and over and over, when people have had one lecture, one message, one preaching, they've done test statistics to find what they know after. And they have actually retained only, for those who were, those who moved out of level one and were excited, and said, Bishop, preach! That's powerful! I hear you! I see you! All those people only received 11%. That means 90% or 89%. You didn't get it. That's what, that's what statistic has shown. It's not my, it's not my theory. I, I didn't, it's not my, because I've not done that research. You can check it on the internet. That's why you can go for lectures and you still bump. You were there and you bump. Big time. You get F, but you were there. You repeat, but you were there. Because hearing once doesn't do much. That is why every single person here must have your podcasts and your tapes that you listen to. Yeah, I'm telling you, faith comes by hearing. Put the scripture there. Faith comes by hearing. You have to be a hearer. Because you are hearing something anyway. And it's affecting you. Yeah, that's why I said some of you, you believe in juju more than Christianity. Because that's what you heard. Growing up. Yeah. Some of you have never met an airway before. But you have, you have heard. 
certain things that you have heard certain things that this is a characteristic of an when I ask you who do you know you cannot tell me even one some of you have never met a half caste before but you have heard that half caste are womanizers and they like girls and they are like this have you heard it before but meanwhile you don't even know one half caste but you heard it and faith has come to you so when I proposed to my beloved and to my wife, and my father-in-law saw me, he was frightened. He was terrified. He said, no, 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 no. My daughter cannot marry. And you see, my, my wife had a sister, and he thought that it was my wife's sister that I was following after. So when I came to the house, he called her to come. And put her in a car and drove out of the house whilst I was in the house. So he thought he was delivering his daughter, but he didn't know that I was telling for the other one. Wow. Anybody who doesn't listen to preaching after, after the preaching, your faith, you are, you are going to be a tiny little baby Christian. That one, yeah, I'm sure about it. Anybody who doesn't listen to messages, like as part of your life, you are all the tiny little baby like this. No, even if you sit in front. Even if you sit in front. You are a tiny little baby like that. You're, you're small like this. Yeah. You are tiny. You are tiny in the spirit. Yeah. Your, your faith is small because I'm showing you 11% of the knowledge. There's not a lecture. I'm not to receive. I receive an impartation of faith and I believe. I believe what I said. No. The knowledge also affects you. Second Peter chapter 1. Let's look at Second Peter chapter 1. Look at verse 2, 3. If you are quicker, faster than me. Second Peter. Grace and peace. Huh? Grace is also a spiritual thing and peace uh, should be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God. So the knowledge that you have uh, is the channel through which spiritual things come to you. So you can't say, oh, I don't need to know, I just need to believe. And knowledge helps you to believe and helps you to grow up spiritually. So grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Verse 3. According as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through how did those spiritual things come to you? Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. So all these spiritual things come to us through knowledge. So when you sit here, you know physics, you know chemistry, you know philosophy, you know African studies, but you don't have the knowledge of God. You are a tiny little baby, my darling girl. Tiny. Amen. Are you still around? Level three. You start listening to the tape again. You can only get to level three either by having a podcast, buying a CD, watching a video. And there are seven levels. 
So anybody who is here who doesn't buy messages or get it free on your podcast on your phone or download it on the internet and listen to it and you see somebody say, oh, but I don't have time to listen. But you listen to something. Every, every Christian manages to find a way by which he's able to listen to preaching. If you can't find a way to listen to preaching, you are done for. Now, you see somebody say, but in the olden days when they had not developed tapes, how were they doing? They were going to church all the time. So you hear in the morning, in the afternoon, evening, church was even in the house. Hey! Yeah! And technology has accelerated your access and opened your access to evil. Is it, is it true or is it not true? At a very young age, you see people demonstrating things that they have seen. Fantastic things. Huh? And if you don't use the technology for the opposite, you are finished. Yeah. You sit there and say, oh. and before the Bible was created, when God was, in the beginning there was no whatever. In the beginning there was no pornography like this. That you can see a human being having sex for money. Different types, shape, Chinese, black, white, I mean, every color, any type of person, in any way possible, shape or fashion, almost everybody here can just do something on the gadgets you are carrying and you will see somebody live doing it physically. Physically. There was nothing like that even when I was in school here. Nothing like that. It can never be. But now, you just tap some wet and say, set, go. It is there. So level three, you have started listening to messages, but when you listen, you cannot reproduce what you have heard. Wow. Level four. Huh? Now we go on to level four. This is where you are now going deeper. Deeper. Amen. Level four. You now are hearing and you can reproduce. Reproduce what you've heard exactly. Can you preach it? Can you preach it well? Look at 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 and 2. It says... 2 Timothy chapter 2. It's a Paul and Apostle of Jesus Christ according to the promise of life in Jesus. Verse 2. To Timothy, my beloved son, grace and peace and from Jesus Christ our Lord. Verse 3. I'm God whom I serve. What, what verse am I looking for? Huh? 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy 2. Okay, 1 Timothy 2. Is it two or three? Okay, two. First Timothy two. Quick, quick, quick. First Timothy two. Yeah, I exhort therefore. No. Yeah. Well, why, why are you not there? Where were you before? No. Then, okay. Then it's your mistake. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Verse two. Yeah. And the things. That thou hast heard of me, the things that you heard me preaching about, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. 
So a level of your spirituality is defined by your ability to teach what you have heard. Your ability to commit the same things to others. If you cannot reproduce what you have heard, you have not reached a certain level of hearing. You are hearing, but it's not really affecting you. Hearing is a very spiritual thing. Yeah. Some of you girls, you are afraid because of what you've heard. Even your mother talking to you and saying certain things about marriage to you has destroyed your ability to marry. It's true. You are so changed and so affected. Even demons have entered into some of you by what you've heard. Certain ideas are embedded in you. Ideas are spiritual things. Ideas and thoughts are spiritual powers. Hmm. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 1, 2, 3, 4. Quick. Verse 2. Three, four, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, okay, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What are these powerful spiritual things? Verse five, casting down demons, oh, yeah. But these are, instead of demons, it's telling us exactly what the demons are doing. Imaginations. Huh? Imaginations are spiritual things. I'm t- Some of you, when you are, you are thinking, you don't know that you are engaging in something spiritual. That is a spiritual thing that is happening to you. <laughs> Thoughts are spiritual. So, like, so you are operating the natural and the spiritual spirit all the time. Yeah. You are both in the natural and the spirit. Almost every second you switch to spiritual back thoughts come to you go come go come go like that. You are you are spirit you are a spirit and you are operating in spiritual things. Yeah, because the Bible says we are seated in heavenly places. That means we are in a spiritual place, oh, but I'm in the central cafeteria, but I'm in a heavenly place as well. So I'm in two worlds. So you are also operating in two worlds. And a lot of the thoughts, it's not from logic, it's they are spiritual. Even people who are some way, you see that? The, there's a mind, there's a thought, I tell you. And that's why I say some of you, say things you've heard have f- formed certain minds in you. So actually, it's an evil spirit. Oh yeah. Many Christians, even here as we are carriers of evil spirit. How many demons can fit on my finger? How many? Thousands. Thousands of demons can sit here. Or even angels. How many angels can sit The madman of Gadara had 6,000 demons. In, you know what 6,000 people is? Do you know what is 6,000 people? So you ask how many angels can balance on one finger? Yeah. So I can't believe that a Christian sitting in the front, second, third, or fourth row can have evil spirit. No, this is one of the mysteries. 
When Jesus preached, the people were so bored. He said, when ha- when has this man this great wisdom and these works? He explained, he said that the kingdom of heaven is like a man who so tests. Then while men slept, the enemy came and planted tests. Now when he woke up, he said, what is this? And then the answer said, an enemy has done this. And the Lord said, should we cut? They said, no. In my kingdom, good and evil will be growing together. So in the, in the church, we have good and evil present. That's why when you, you can marry or you can relate with somebody, the person looks spiritual, whatever, good and evil are both present. So you see the very good person, but there is a demon or demons in the person. That's why how many can balance on your fingertip? For sure. I've been doing this business for 25 years. As many Christians, even I can just rattle off names of people that I am 100% sure, of course I could be wrong, but almost 100% sure that they have demons in them, although they are good Christians. How can that be? That's the mystery. That's why they were born with Jesus. Where has this man this great wisdom? There's a great wisdom explaining the mysteries of the kingdom. An enemy has done this. Who is our enemy? An enemy has, is present and has come to put his things there. Right by the good one. So the good is getting bigger and the evil is also getting bigger. That's why when people don't get freed of demons, they, if it's stubbornness, they are more stubborn as they grow. If it's an evil phlegmatism, they become more stubborn and resistant. Witchcraft, anything, it becomes more. And it's present. Oh yeah. Oh, those of you who are choking with spiritual things. Thoughts. Those of you just play radio. Just play anything. Play any music. The words, the ideas that come. You've got to be very careful. Yeah. Thoughts. Yeah, there are spiritual entities that have entered your mind. It's a spirit. It's a, this is the, look at verse 4. It says... And the weapons, look at it. He said the weapons, we are fighting weapons, pulling down strong. Then you, you think that he's about to mention a creature with seven heads and 24 eyes and so on. Then the creature, instead of mentioning the creature, he says thoughts. Are you still there? Yeah. I'm ending. Level four. You can reproduce. So everybody here, you must be someone who is listening constantly. If you don't listen, you will listen to something else. And you will see. Now, level five. You begin to have faith. To do things that only a spiritual person can do. You begin to start having power. You see, after you can produce, when you preach, you see, my, my preaching affects me more than you. I'm reproducing, but now I, I have more power because of what I'm preaching in my life than you. When you preach, it saves you yourself before others. That's why he said you should save yourself first. That's why on an aeroplane they'll tell you when the oxygen goes down, save yourself first and then your child. Look at John 1 
11 and 12. John 1. John chapter 1. Verse 11. What does it say? And 12. Quickly. Book of John. Book of John. No, verse 11 first. He came unto his own, but his own didn't want him. Okay? Verse 12. But as many as received him, you see, from level 1 to 4, you have been receiving. If you hadn't played your podcast, or played your messages, or been playing messages, you didn't even receive me, or whoever is preaching. Then he gave them power. Power. You see, I'm saying that you start to have a certain power in your life. To do things that you couldn't do before. Yeah. As I was listening to Kenneth Hagin preaching, I became a pastor. I started to have at a certain point power in my life. To do things that I couldn't do before. Look at me, I'm preaching. Which school did I go to? Bible school did I go to? Where did I get all these things? You see, that's what the question they were asking about Jesus. Where has this man all these mighty works? <laughs> Where has this man all these mighty works? As you are listening, after some time, you, you become surprised at yourself doing things that you've been hearing. You see that you, you've changed. You see that you've changed. And you now have the ability... To do things that you've been listening to and listening to and listening to and listening to. Yeah. You see, you can preach it, but you may preach it, but you, you don't have the power. There are things I preach about I can't do. But a time comes, you see that you are doing it. As many as believe, he gave them power. Say, so now you have some power. Wow. I see you having power. Level 6. You begin to catch the anointing. Hallelujah. Now, you begin to catch measures of the anointing. The Bible measures of the anointing. Measure, a measure. Oh yes. You can see a measure of the anointing on people. A measure. You know, the Bible says about Jesus Christ that Jesus Christ was given the Holy Spirit without measure. The rest of us are given the Spirit with a measure, measuring cup. Amen. So you start to have measures of the anointing and the presence of the Lord. Jesus was not only preaching. The Bible says they wanted to touch him. And he said, as many as touched him. No, as many as touched were healed. So now there is a certain power and grace, anointing, bits and pieces. Now, a lot of my pastors have measures of grace, measures of the anointing that they are looking for. Just a measure. Now, but you ask yourself, why do you think God gives things in measures? You know, why, don't, why do you give things? Your, fa- your father may have a lot of things. You see that he'll give you in measures. Why? Because he can see that. You know, he doesn't know even you. you can even, he can't even trust you with the whole thing. Can't even trust you with the whole thing. Can he trust you? Can he trust you with the anointing to be in the ministry? Huh? Yeah. So you start to receive power in uh, level five. 
power to do things you couldn't do. Level 6, you start to receive measures of anointing. And you see certain traces. When, when the Lord anointed me in 1988, I could see traces of the anointing on my life. I was preaching about the prodigal son. I could feel that. I, I could sense it was powerful. I don't know. I began to enjoy preaching. Yeah, that was the beginning of the anointing in my life. 1988, I was in a classroom. Measures of grace. But God has been anointing me more. More. And in level 7, which is the last level, you can receive the transfer of a whole gift. Oh yeah, the whole thing can come onto you. Before you realize you are carrying something weighty. One day I lay down. You know, sometimes you see flashes of light. Sometimes those flashes and movement and things, sometimes you see, they are real. But you may not know. You keep watching, you see that some of them are real. If you, if you focus on it, you realize that it's a, a spirit, there's something moving in the atmosphere. Yeah. I remember one time I was exhausted because I had been traveling for a long time. As soon as I lay down on my, my bed, there was an angel standing by my bed with a bottle. It's the longest bottle I've ever seen. I've never seen a bottle like that. Long with a long, narrow mouth, full of oil. And, and the Holy, Holy Ghost said, I give you new anointing. Wow. Wow, I tell you. It's the longest bottle. The longest bottle I've ever seen. Yeah. You see, the fact that you've ever received the grace of God and the anointing of God does not mean there's not more. That's why the Bible says, Holy Spirit is giving him measures. Three, three cups full. But not knowing the cup, they were taking it out of the bucket. You see, people from Abri girls, when they are bathing, they bath with small water. One pail. But rarely, they should have been bathing with the whole bucket. But if you went to Abri girls, there's no water there. So you, you learn how to bath with a pail. And you learn how not to bath too. So when you marry, before you realize, you don't bath. Wow. I see the anointing coming over your life. I said, I see the anointing of the Holy Ghost in seven levels coming over your life. Yes. Seven chapters of grace. You are rising step by step into the next level of grace and spirituality. You are moving into higher dimensions of faith and higher dimensions of the spirit. Yes. Yes, your spirituality is multiplying. His faith comes by hearing. A Christian is a hearer. A spiritual Christian is a hearer. He's a hearing person. He's hearing things all the time. And his faith is multiplying because he's hearing. Lift your hands and commit yourself to God. Lord, I thank you that I am a hearer. A hearer. And a hearing Christian. A hearing Christian. My God. My God, my God, my God. Man des meketalaba. My God. Shendele mekemanandalaba. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory. Levels of spirituality. 
levels of faith, levels of hearing. And as many as receive and as believe, it gave them power to become the sons of God. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Put your hand on your belly. Pray in the spirit right now for a moment that the spiritual substance of faith will come upon you. You'll be a spiritual person and faith will come into your life by hearing and 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 hearing every head is bowed and every eye closed Father thanks for the anointing of the spirit upon receive the impartation right now take it I see the anointing dropping on your life somebody here is receiving power power to do things you have never done before take it now grace measures of the anointing measures of the gift measures of impartation transfers of gifts receive it now in Jesus name Receive it now in Jesus' name. Check the power of the Holy Ghost. It's coming on you right now. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your great gift. Thank you for your gift. Thank you for your impartation of your spirit. Of your spirit. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your power. My God. My God. My God. My God, my God, thank you for your grace and your gift. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and thank the Holy Spirit. Thank God. Thank the Father. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. In Jesus' mighty name. Taking a deep breath right now. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take the grace of God. Take the gift of God. Take the gift of God. Receive the gift of God. Receive the gift of God. Shandalama Kabarandalama. Mamma Sandalama Kabarandalama. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Receive it. Be blessed in it. Be blessed in His presence. Be healed in His presence. Be set free in the presence. Receive the glory and the virtue from the presence of the Holy Ghost. My God. Thank you. 
Jesus as your savior maybe somebody invited you but you want to be saved because you can be saved today if you know if you want to receive Jesus as your savior today pastor pray for me pray with me if you are here like that I will pray with you you want to receive Christ today tonight then lift up your right hand just your right hand God bless you God bless you pastor I want to give my life to Jesus today just lift up your right hand I see your hand I see your hand I see your hand. I see your hand. I want to give my life to God. Very important. By faith, today you are saved. Lift it up high. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, come to me. Come to me from where you are standing. If you lifted your hand, just come quickly. I want to pray with you in front here. Come. Christian but not a good Christian you know it like you have not been a serious Christian I want to be a serious Christian come also lift your hand and come I want to just pray with you with these ones together the same I'm a Christian but not a good Christian not a proper but from today I want to be a real Christian proper come lift your hand and come now quickly 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 clap for them encourage them as they come God bless you come I'm a Christian but not a real good Christian come and join them quickly I'm a Christian, but not a good Christian, not a real Christian. So come, stand here. Stand here, quickly. There's a young lady, you know yourself. You are a Christian, but not a good Christian, not a real. Come now, I want to pray with you, quickly. Come, 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 let me pray with you. I'm a Christian, but not a real Christian. I'm waiting for you. The doors are closing. The doors are closing. The sun is setting. If you want Jesus, this is your chance. Come now. Come now. God bless you. God bless you. Lift your hands up. Say this prayer with me. Everyone join in the prayer. Say Jesus. Jesus. Please forgive me for my sins. From tonight, I will follow Jesus. Oh God. 
I don't know you. But from tonight, I open my heart. I receive you. To know you. Please have mercy on me. Please wash away my sins. With the blood of Jesus Christ. From tonight, I belong to God. From tonight, I will follow Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Please write my name in the book of life. From this moment, I open my heart and I receive Jesus as my Savior, my Master, and my Lord. Thank you, Father, for saving me today in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Now lift your hands up again. Say after me, Satan. Listen carefully. From tonight, me and you is finished. Me and you is finished. I belong to God. I belong to Jesus. And I will serve Jesus Christ. Lift your hands. Say thank you, Jesus, for saving me tonight. Say, I love you, Jesus. Say, I love you, Jesus. I will follow you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me this evening. Please write my name in the book of life. From tonight, I am yours. I rededicate my life to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap of God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.